Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I've just welcomed you in Swedish and the reason for that is today I'm going to do a little bit of a, a walkthrough a TV review of the series that is currently on SBS On Demand called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Uh, so obviously it was a book first but this series that has dropped is so freaking good. Uh, I, I'm Amy, hello, I'm the host of this podcast I've been doing this podcast for seven years or so. There's so much you can go back and listen to. But if you happen to be listening to this in somewhat real time and you can actually jump onto SBS On Demand and watch this series, please do. It is so funny. It's so honest. It's so cross-culturally appropriate. And I think it's my favorite decluttering show ever. And I've pretty much watched every decluttering show that ever there was. So um, I want to tell you just some things I loved about this show. I want to do some and just reflect on some of the things that I think are great takeaways. Um, I, I want to start by admitting that I haven't read the book. I feel like I went and saw the movie but didn't read the book. I've had all good intentions of reading the book, but I'm just not great at reading books in this season. So it is, uh, let me just Google and tell you who the author of the book was, because that's kind of important. As an author, it's always nice to actually be recognized by Margareta Magnusson. That's who the book is by. Um, and the TV show is just brilliant. So the, the concept is three suites Ella, who's the professional organiser, Katarina, who's a psychologist, and Yuan, who's a designer, go into families' homes in America and they do some Swedish death cleaning with them. I love a few things about this. I love that it's gentle. I love that there really is an art. Same with the art of decluttering. There really is an art to what they're doing. I love that it's Swedish because everybody loves a Swede. And that it's death cleaning. 
I just love the uh, juxtaposition of the gentle art and the dearth cleaning. Like I feel like there should be quiet little, you know, songbirds behind gentle art and then it's like hard rock death cleaning. And I think that actually those two things combined makes a beautiful symphony for people going through this process and using kind of this mantra behind their decluttering. And the concept really at its very core is get rid of your stuff now because you are going to die and somebody else is going to have to go through your stuff. I mean, that's the basic premise of the book. The show is like we're, we're doing this not as a morbid activity. It's not a morbid activity of death cleaning. Not everybody's on their death's door. But actually we're cleaning so that we can have life, knowing that one day, and I apologize, I've said this before, I'll say it again, one day every single thing you own will be decluttered by somebody. Every single thing, including the body that you currently reside in, right? So everything is going to be decluttered eventually at death. So why not control what you finish life with and not put that burden onto other people and also live your best life now? I was working with a client recently and when I spoke to her about her goals at the start of the session, she said, what I would like to do, and let me guess her age, I would guess maybe she was in her early 50s. She said, my goal is that by the time I die, I have the bare essentials around me. And so whoever comes in and has to clear out my house doesn't have to make decisions. So she was a single lady, doesn't have any children. And that was one of her goals. And it wasn't morbid. It was freeing. She was like, I'm using stuff now, but I'm going to progressively declutter and go through things and get rid of them because I know what the, what the end line is. I know that everything's going to be decluttered. And so why would I keep all of these things if in the end everybody knows it's all going anyway? And it, it might be a good time to also after this episode go back and I'll link to this in the show notes, go back and listen to the episode called uh, Deathbed Reflections. And it's when I went and saw a client who had become a friend. She was in palliative care and she invited me to come in and um, say goodbye. And she was like, oh, my gosh, why did I keep all that stuff? Now, in my final weeks of life, my family have been in my apartment clearing all of the stuff out that I've rejected letting go of, that I've resisted, that I've held onto so tight. And instead of being here with me, they're clearing out my apartment because we can't afford to pay the rent anymore. And it's just so confronting, but imagine the life that can be given when death cleaning is done well. So uh, one of the things that I really like is Ella starts off, she's the professional organizer, and she often says to people, start with the easiest thing. What do you have the least attachment to? Start there. And I love that. I'm like, get those wins in early, get the dopamine hits, get the reward system activated and just make some easy decisions. The benefit of that is you're clearing space, you're building your decluttering muscle and you're actually saying to yourself, hey, I can do this. Like this, this is good, this feels good, this is safe. And so you want to be doing that. Uh, you are the designer, oh my gosh, he's just so straight and blunt and I really love that. And at one point um, he's talking to a lady about a top and he says, uh, go or stay? And she says, oh, my gosh, stay. I love that top. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't fit me, but I love that top. And he said, that's ridiculous. If it doesn't fit you, it goes into the op shop. And she said, no, 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 I'm definitely going to wear it again. 
And he just eyeballs her and goes, you are lying. (laughs) And I love this brutal honesty of this show. The brutal honesty of Ella, of Yuan. I think Katerina is a little bit gentler. She's a psychologist. But there's no, uh, no punches pulled. It's very much, you're lying to me right now. You're lying to yourself, more importantly. You know, as a professional organiser, lie to me all you want. I'm not the one that has to live with your stuff. But don't lie to yourself. Don't rob yourself of the life that you actually want to live. And so that brutal honesty is so, so good. Um, At one point, he says um, when he goes into a guy's basement and it's just full of cardboard boxes of stuff and his parents had passed away and so he'd had all their stuff and then obviously in the overwhelm he'd been unable to go through it himself and he walks in and he goes, this is perverse and I love it, like just calling it but it's not with any, not a scent of judgment. It's actually trying to find the humour in things and they laugh so much in this show Every client they work with, they're laughing. They're laughing at the funny things they keep. They're laughing at the stories. They're laughing at the, you know, trying to hide things and trying to get away with things. And they don't try and make anybody anything that they're not. You know, there's an episode where a guy's really into, um, uh, I think it's called Tahita. What's that? Oh, this is when I need somebody who's in my ear. I was going to say Takiki, ta- no, ta. oh, it's going to kill all you people out there just yelling at me. Um, but I think you all know what I mean. <laughs> Those mugs with the big faces and the Takiki, I can't say it, oh, my gosh, the bars and all of that. And they just celebrate his uniqueness and celebrate the things that he loves and put them on display but help him to pick the things that actually celebrate it. Because ultimately, he's just going to otherwise have all this stuff in his house and not be able to enjoy it. And and that's what happens. And so I love that this is perverse and they all crack up laughing. Um, There's, I think that humour has a really strong place in decluttering. We use it a lot at the Art of Decluttering with our clients. We use a lot of um, sarcasm appropriately, you know, we're always uh, teach our team to read the room, make sure that the person you're working with understand sarcasm because otherwise it can come across as very harsh and rude and and not nice and doesn't build rapport but if you sarcasm can be just so poignant because it can cut through like we can say to a client oh my gosh aren't you so glad that you kept all these 14 black t-shirts that have holes in them I'm so glad you kept all of these right and so there's that that sarcasm but it's not saying oh that's really odd why would you do that it's just making light of it And then you're actually able to make decisions. And an example of that is they were working with a client in this show and they said to the client, why are we here? And I thought that is an excellent question. You can ask yourself that. You can ask a child that you're working with, a friend, a family member, why are we here? And so the answer might just be, I've just got so much stuff, I don't know where to start. Or maybe that question, if you leave space and hold space for them, might be, oh, I'm, I'm scared of what might happen if or this, all these really sad things have happened and I'm scared that if I go through and declutter, I'm going to be faced with all those emotions and I don't have the capacity within me to deal with them. So it can bring space for that honesty, brutal honesty, but hilarious humour partnered together is just so, so good in this show. Um, there's a spot where they're talking to the guy with the um, cluttered basement 
and there's a wheelchair. And Yuan says, why is this here? And the client then goes on to say, oh, well, it's because my parents both had chronic diseases and da, da, da. And he goes, no, 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 no. I mean, like, why is it here today? And it just cut through all the excuses in love. And he goes, oh, it's just really, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I should, I don't know. Like, it was so, so good. Why is it here now? Okay, yes, it's got a history. Yes, you've got a history as a whole person with ups and downs and intricacies of life. The wheelchair had a reason that it was there, but why is it there now? Why have you held on to this is another question. Why have you held on to this? Another question they ask in the show is, how do you feel about letting go of these types of things? So they're not making you commit to a specific item. It might be, hey, here's my teapot collection. How do you feel about letting go of some of these things? So it's not making you pick. It's just asking you how do you feel about it, which I just think is so, 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 so good. You know inside whether you actually use something. And Ella pulls this out a few times during the course of the show and in different episodes. She's like, you know what you use. You know, you don't pull the wool over my eyes. Be honest with yourself. Keep the best, get rid of the rest, she says. Keep the best, get rid of the rest. And I just, I just love that. It's often not hard to pick the best. And so if you're looking at a category of things and you're thinking, oh, how am I going to get rid of, like I've got to pick which is the worst, that can be really tricky. But if you look at something and think, okay, well, what's the best? Well, I know that one's the best. Okay, great, get rid of all the rest. So I'm thinking specifically of linen. This is a really good one. Which set of sheets do you always pick if you can? Which towel do you always grab? Okay, they're the ones that you're going to keep and you can just get rid of the rest because you're not going to use them. Um, there's a conversation where a guy says, my brain says go, my heart says stay. And I love that differentiation of going like, my brain knows, but my heart's saying, oh, it's the memories, it's all of the things. And so then all of a sudden, Katarina can step in and she talks about it from a psychological point of view. So it's not an Ella issue. Ella comes in for the brain, Ella comes in for the decision-making, but then for the heart, I mean, Ella is brilliant and she can you know, come and coach me anytime. But Katerina comes in and she does that. Okay, so the heart is saying this. What do we do with the memories? How do we deal with the grief? And sometimes knowing what that's like and knowing whether it is your head or your heart, having that conflict can be really helpful because you can identify which one of those is pulling the strings and that it doesn't mean that it's wrong. If your heart says stay, it doesn't mean you have to go and vice versa. It's just identifying it. It's about knowing what's going on and why it's going on. These guys are so, so good. They also honor things really well. So they help people to pass things on to others that are special. So if they've got a whole lot of memories, they might pass them on to nieces and nephews and pass them on now. What they don't say is put these aside and when you're dead, someone else can have these. They say, no, I don't know, let's create a little box and a story and we pass it on and they do that um, in lots of different ways. And then there are some people with collections of really important things and they find where they can donate those to. What I don't want anyone to do though is hold out hope that there is somebody that wants your 5,000 strong Pokemon collection. That There may not be that person, but maybe there is. Maybe there is someone that's going to get great joy from something that has brought you joy in the past. 
And so they donate a whole lot of things and they take them to places and show them where things are being donated. And so it just makes it really tangible. I think once you've seen where things go and it's not just leaving your house and, you know, in your mind going to landfill, it's going to donation, it's going to help people. Um, one lady says, I love this. She, this is her quote. I don't want a truck to back up to my house when I pass away and just take everything away. And do you know what? There are so many clients that I've worked with when that's exactly what's going to happen when they pass away. And that's okay. As long as you're aware of that, the issue is if you don't want that to happen, it's time to do something now. Um, I've been stoked. My parents have been, I would say doing some uh, Swedish death cleaning. No, nothing wrong. No one's dying anytime soon. But what they've noticed is they've got a whole lot of things that if they don't deal with them now while they're healthy and strong, it's going to be harder to deal with later. So they've gotten rid of hundreds and hundreds of books. Um, my parents' home has a library in it. Books and reading and just immersing yourself in story is something that's really strong. It's something I grew up with. Books and reading is just integrated into the fabric of my family but they didn't need all the books. And so they've been going through them um, and, you know, they've, they've vocalised, hey, if we don't go through these now, you and your sisters are going to have to go through them one day when we die. And it'd be so much better for us to go through them now and then we might even reread some of the ones that we love. And I think that's the perspective where you look forward. The, the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning, I believe, is looking forward both to death and to life. So it's acknowledging what's behind, but it's looking forward and straining forward and making decisions based on the future for the life that you're going to live and the death that you're going to have and, you know, looking and and learning from those around you, for people who have left just households full of stuff, the burden that comes with grief going through, you know, decades of things that people haven't dealt with. I can't encourage you enough. If you are in Australia, you can find The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning on SBS On Demand. Um, I hope that if you're overseas, you can also stream it in different places. Enjoy, get the book, really get into it because I think it's a great framework to look at decluttering around death cleaning and preparing and living your best life and making decisions now. Oh, it was such a good series. You can tell by the smile on my face, which you can hear, not see, (laughs) Um, but Go and enjoy it. Thank you for joining me again this week. If you've never left a review, I'd love you to jump onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the podcast. It helps really me just to find new listeners. And as we're starting 2024, there are so many new listeners coming to the podcast and I would just love for people to find me wherever they find a good podcast. Thank you so much. And until next week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 